Welcome to the inaugural session of the new season of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. I know it's today, February 28th. Uh, tomorrow's the 29th by the time this episode should load up. And the reason why we're starting up this new episode and new season is because tomorrow is my mother's birthday. Yes, sir. Peace, Mary. At least two of our guests have sat there, sat their toes underneath my table and eaten my mother's cooking, her pies, her cakes, legendary and everything. And with your mom, with your family, with the family, without the family, you know, whatever, whatever it was, we, you know, we all got it in on the apple pies. We all got it in on the sweet potato pies, sour cream, your mom on numerous occasions after I had said something that, you know, an adult found exasperating, shocking. Uh, said, shook her head and said, youth is wasted on the young. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wise woman she was, wise woman. Oh, so, right. so Mary Exum, we're going to give you another round of applause yeah. and welcome you to the new season of Born in Trouble. We finally got the kinks worked down on the system. We're pretty much 100% up on Spreaker now, which is our new one podcast provider. We have commercials, so... You're listening to it and you get interrupted in the middle of the sentence and it's not me for a change. It's because we're trying to make some money. So, you know, that you, know, you probably shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you. But, you know, Spreaker sounds something that you would say, like in the middle of a bender. <laughs> like you, you get that kind of that speech impediment. Yeah. I, yo, I, I put it down on the Spreaker over there. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's the that's the whole company now. I guess it's I think they're attached to Apple or iTunes somewhere along there. So we'll call them Spreaker anyway, because it's more disrespectful. You know, I've got my problems. I was telling y'all beforehand, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to get paid from this podcast because they use PayPal. And, you know, I even asked them when I came over and they said PayPal. I was like, well, I actually hate those motherfuckers. They are like my most hated company ever in the history of corporations. That is the one company. They're the biggest frauds. And uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to actually get a paycheck from them. I think maybe all the money I make may have to be reinvested into the show because I am banned from them for telling the truth about them. They scumbags. What? Go ahead, Grant. Say so. Yeah, that's 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 the deal. I mean, they 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 control the means. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of how it goes. You got to play by their rules. I was thinking actually when I came over that I should say one bad thing about PayPal every episode from now on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a way to start this up, baby. Right. Yeah. Way to build a relationship. I'm good at building relationships. I really am. I've only been attempted to be run over by one woman in my life. So I feel like that's a positive. One more than me. One more right. than you. Well, yeah. You never know. Climb that fence I mean, there, quick, boy. There's still time, but I'm not really trying to go down that road. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, as you, I'll avoid it at all costs. As you get older, getting chased down by a car becomes like each year it becomes less and less because you lose a little bit off of your forty time. So it's right. not really a good thing. Well, you got you got a zigzag. You can't run in that straight line. Oh well, I was running by a fence, so it's <laughs> like, and I knew where the gate was. So it's like I was like I kind of jogged it. Like this is back in the day, young. I kind of jog. I'm looking back. I'm looking back because I knew where I could jump over the fence and. 
you know, I got on top of the fence and I didn't expect her to actually run into the fence. I guess she was mad. Probably. Like I'm it. sure that you're not going to to operate out of the generous spirit of of open communication and tell us exactly what you said <laughs> to make her run you make her right. run, run you no, over. No. Oh, there 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 was a definite earning. No, no. You know what I mean? He he earned. Always, everybody <laughs> leaves that part out. That, well, that time that time it wasn't actually earned. That time I really didn't earn that one. I kind of did. I was just trying to go to work, you know, somebody stole my car. I called the police. You know. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that, right? That was funny, <laughs> yeah, right? I do. That was funny. I, I remember that. Yes, that was funny. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that. And they and they, the police dispatcher said, like, do you want to uh do you want her arrested? I said, No, nah, I just really want my car so I can go to work. <laughs> so I said, Okay, and they like kinda they kinda like, you know, that was the that was see, we get so many negative police stories, I'm gonna tell a nice police story one time in life. Because what they did was they had the helicopter follow her. They said, okay, we've located the car. And they actually followed her back to the neighborhood and back to the house. Wow. And, like, nice. you know, and so she dropped That's the car. So they had a lot of um, police resources, um, you know, deployed to that scenario. Yeah, well, it was, it was a... That's a lot of uh, gas money that they spent yeah, it was, to follow her around. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday morning in the early 90s, so I guess they didn't have too much to do back then. Now, so, did they know. see her running you into the fence and over the fence? No, they were gone by then. Oh, they, they were gone, gone by, by then? then. Okay. They were gone by then. I was like, you know... Never a cop when you need them. Never, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. The, the hot and fresh sign had came on at... Uh, what's that place? With the donuts, Dun- what Dunkin' Donuts? No, the hot, no, Krispy Kreme. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Well, you Listen, you do things when you're young. Situations happen. Worst things could have happened with that situation. So, not mad at you today. Still not mad at you. Absolutely. I thought it was funny personally because I can't see you possibly. How could you be that mad? You know. How could you be that man that you try to run into the fence? That's like crazy. Well, it's your car, though. That's so. True. It's not not like she had anything invested. <laughs> <laughs> you know so good point. Right. Good point. Good point. Good point. So on that note, we're gonna just pick up the conversation where we were before. I might have to cut that one out of the... No, I'm not cutting that out. It happened. We tell the truth here. And that's what this show is about. It's all about telling the truth. We're picking it up from our last conversation, which is why I brought the same guest back, Mr. Winston Meikle from New Jersey. Hey, 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 hey. Mr. Grant, up, Mr. Grant hey, Lancaster hey, hey. from Detroit, Michigan. What's happening? And Mr. Happy himself, Robert Brooks, who's had us cracking up in the pregame. Robert Brooks from New Jersey, how you doing today? Bro? That's absolutely the kiss of death now. I won't say another funny thing for like a week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These people are like, really? That guy wasn't that funny. This guy. <laughs> no, brother, no. Really no, bro. That smart, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick up the conversation where we left it off before. And that was we were just about to get into the counterintelligence program of the FBI and how they have taken many of our leaders away from us before their primes and before their times. Specifically, we were discussing the movie Judas and the Black Messiah 
brother Fred Hampton. And as time goes by, the more we talk about this, the most incredible fact that continues to blow my mind, I know it's blown some of your minds too, is that really the brother was only 21 years old. So 21-year-old brother being able to take all of that power and all those people and cobbling them together for a cause. It's twofold because, one, to be that young and to have that level of awareness and that that skill to, to realize where the interconnect points were and make other people see it and see the value in connect coming together based on those interconnect points. But then on the other side that the federal government looked at a 20 year old, a 19 year old and said, we have to harness the full power and weight of our abilities to bring this kid down. Yep. Yes. They put the full magnitude of the FBI counterintelligence apparatus to bear on this one person in 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 a, in a, in a, a movement that that the only threat it posed was is it 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 had people not going along with the provided well, you know, is that yeah. the question is really is that the only threat that it really posed? Because, you know, I've been thinking about the subjects for pretty much the since we did our last podcast a couple of days ago. And um the way that this argument is always framed is always in framed of in terms of isms. Capitalism versus socialism versus communism versus all these different isms and Generally, in the United States of America, we all we we claim that we have this capitalist system, and capital. We really don't have a capitalistic system. We we do have a socialist system, but it's not socialism for the poor. It's socialism for the rich. And what Fred Hampton represented was empowerment of poor people. And when you say the word socialism, I'm like, first of all, I have to say, like, this is not in any way, any shape or form, like anger against the rich, because that's another thing that they say. It's like you can't hate rich people and you really can't, you know, because someone is more fortunate than you for you to hate them off just off the cuff is just like that's wrong. But at the same time, is it wrong for hating someone who doesn't have who isn't born in these situations? And that's what the American system of capitalism does. It actually hates against people who are born poor or less fortunate. And, for example, I was looking at I was reading an article today, and they were discussing the social service system. So if you're on social services and you're collecting a paycheck and you're they're paying for you, they will give you training. And a lot of time the training that they will give you, and this is across the country, is as a CNA. Um, And that's a job that is really needed. You know, everyone needs someone to take care of the elderly, but the drawback with the job is that the job doesn't pay a living wage. So they'll give you job training and they'll put these resources into you, but they won't put them in. So that way you can escape poverty or that you can even live on a normal level. It's always going to be at a level that's less than the level of poverty. And this is things that the this is sort of what the poor people's project was set it was setting up to combat this type of thinking and this type of planning, and you see it now with the with this week the um 
the with the uh, minimum wage, fifteen dollars shot down. Bang, it's gone. Well, you know the 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 cost of board fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage was not a good idea. You know because there's certain 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 markets and certain employers that just could not sustain that. You okay. know what I mean? It had to be it had to be tailored to different demographics. You know what I mean? If you're a multi 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 million dollar corporation, yeah, you you got to pay that fifteen dollar million minimum wage mm-hmm. but if you're a little guy you know pizza 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 parlor on the corner and you know you're trying to work out a delivery guy scenario you know and you negotiate with the kid that you've seen coming here and you've given a free pizza then you work out something with him you know that should be all right you know what i mean but um it has to be it had to be it had to be tailored it had to be structured in a manner that made it fair because Making making small operations pay a minimum of fifteen dollars an hour is is not the same as making a bigger bigger corporation pay fifteen dollars an hour. You know what I mean? I can see so, the logic in I can see the logic in that. You know, Grant, you're a you own a restaurant in Detroit. How'd you feel about this fifteen dollar an hour thing? So this is this is my my thing about that fifteen bucks an hour. If you work at let's say McDonald's. Let's just use let's just use the big M for the for the sake of this argument. If you work at McDonald's and they decide that they're gonna pay you fifteen dollars an hour, okay. what's gonna happen is rather than having twenty two people behind the counter, you're only gonna have six. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's not it's not that they can't afford to pay it, but the machine won't allow them to pay that money to that many people. Okay. So now you now so now you're talking about a whole a whole new skill set that everyone has to have. You can't just come in as a high as a you know 15 year old kid off off the street and get a gig at McDonald's now. Right. You know what I mean? Now that McDonald's job is going to be relegated to people that have a certain skill set and are have the ability to multitask. The reason they pay the wages that they pay is because you do a one. It's just like being on an assembly line. Okay. You drop fries. That's it. That's it. Right. You flip the burgers. That's it. But we got six people on six different grills flipping burgers so that we can keep this machine going. Okay. So my issue is not even with them raising the the minimum wage. My issue is with the fact that the cost of living has been raised so exponentially that no matter almost regardless to what you do, Mm -hmm. you can't earn a living wage at that kind of job. That's the real issue. Raising the minimum wage doesn't mean anything if all you're going to do is hike the price of medicine up and then my my increase is gone. You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Rob, you have a thought on that? Uh, I mean, I can can see it both ways. Um, You know, the problem is, you know, once again, all this is done within the same model. So McDonald's can do whatever they want. Like if McDonald's, you know, McDonald's, if you instituted the $15 an hour minimum wage, a place like McDonald's could easily absorb that. But obviously their profits go down a little bit. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. Do they really, does their profit really need to be that large? And the answer here in America is yes, because we have, they have stockholders and they need to answer to the stockholders. We may have to continue to drive the stock price. 
Well, but at that, the same time, it's doable for them. Now, yeah. I, we all know it's possible, but it's like it, it's definitely the will definitely isn't there. And like that's it's it's funny how you would say that because like I've been thinking this week is one of the questions with what happened with Brother Hampton, what's happened with all of our leaders, what happened what happens with people who are consistently speaking to poor people and attempting to get them the things that they need, such as housing and education and food and clothing and shelter, all these basic things. And um you go back to the sixties and you know, people say one of the things is like, let's make America great again. Let's make it how it used to be. And then, well, what does that mean? If you're, if you make over, um, um, what, what was it like a hundred thousand hours, they had a 90% tax rate, Yeah. you know, so well, you're bringing home well, 10, 10, 10,000 hours. So that's not it. That's not the answer, but it's obvious that there's a little bit of that, that there's something that's needed there. That That's that it was, it, it was, it was a graduated tax structure, so it wasn't if you were making over a hundred thousand dollars, it's every dollar over a certain amount. Yeah. Right. You, know, you get taxed a certain amount. Like I, you know, the way my tax bracket is, you know, the first twenty thousand dollars you make, you might only get taxed at fifteen percent on that. And then as you go higher, the numbers jump up. Right. But so if you were making um, over two hundred thousand dollars or whatever, that money, every dollar you earned over two hundred was taxed at a much higher rate than say the first two hundred. So it's not like Hey, if you made 110, now you're taxed at 90 percent and you're only bringing home, you know, 15,000 or 12,000 dollars, whatever. It's a it's a graduated tax. Winston. And also in those days when you net you, back in those days when that, when that tax scenario was going on, um, the, your net tax, uh, your net your net income after, after paying those graduated taxes was still a significant income. You were still ahead of the game. You weren't you you know you weren't earning a lot. You're paying taxes and end up poor. You know what I mean? You were right. earning a lot, paying your taxes, and still ahead of the game. Well, yeah. that's because that's because today we have inflation, at, which is like rose at such an extraordinary rate that it doesn't make it's not the same thing. We're, we what we pay for items today and what they paid for items back then, yeah. percentage wise, it's like it just doesn't mix up. But I mean, I, two I, of the biggest things: college and housing. Mm-hmm. You know, you re, you can't even compare like what the price of college has done since nineteen seventy. Yeah. You can't keep up with that number. Exactly. And that's one of the things that is crushing people. And then, you know, the housing itself, yeah. the neighborhood that I live in, I remember uh, just before Macy was born, we were looking for a house. Okay. And so we looked at this one house and it, it really just wasn't our, our thing, but that house was selling for $200,000. Mm-hmm. That house sold mm-hmm. a year later, that house sold for two seventy nine. Mm-hmm. People got transferred to another state, had to leave house back on the market so it sells for 279. 2 years later the people who had bought the house at 279 had to put it back on the market cuz they also got transferred someplace else and at that point the house sold for almost $400,000. <laughs> you know, 2 years later that house was worth 5 and change. Mm-hmm. Like we had the we had the bubble, we had the correction in 08, mm-hmm. but that house is still a $450,000 house after the correction. Cuz mm-hmm. I mean it gotten up to almost $600,000 by 08. And this brings me and this brings me back to the brothers and it brings me back to the same thing. And I just wonder, are we really on the wrong side of evolution at this point? Brothers like Fred Hampton bringing forth the school lunch program, which was something that helped everybody. It's helped everyone. You know, it really did help everyone. Um, those ideas, ideas like that, that could have been integrated into our system were completely and totally lost. So now what we have is we have a situation where we have certain rich elites that 
they're basically holding on to their power and holding on to the to what they have and they're more based that their actions are more driven by fear than anything else fear of a black planet fear of uh, poor people's uprising fear of yeah. all these different fear of things losing their power fear of losing fear of, fear of losing the power gradient yes the power gradient that's the thing that the you know there is their level of power is 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 significant and the, the, the gradient between them and the next challenge of their power they want to make sure they keep that margin they don't, they don't they don't want to ever come close where their power structure is ever threatened and that's they, where we, but that's where we started you know at the time when we were like you were just discussing over a hundred thousand hours they were taxed at a little bit more so that meant that a lot of um doctors had to live in neighborhoods that were closer to people it's like we were all because of economics we were closer together as a people we were closer together as a country now what we have the difference is between top and bottom income in most organizations wasn't as wide as it is now. Exactly. And now and now that's defined by a gate. It's defined by a gate in front of your community. So we can't all be together and not be allowed to walk on the same streets. It just well, doesn't make sense. So in 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 years ago, years ago when you had you would have affluent people intermingled with poorer people in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and affluent people decided that they didn't want the fireman living next door to them. The doctor didn't want his daughter to marry the, the guy that worked at the factory or whatever. Mm. So they took their children and moved to, an, to a more affluent part of town. So this, so this is what you have. They're, 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 America almost requires a certain amount of inequity among the people. It almost requires it. It's, it's built on the, on the premise of inequality. The very foundation of America is based on inequality. Well, that's, that's not what they say in the Constitution, but... The Constitution wasn't dealing with economic is, issues, really. Uh, the Declaration of Independence. Huh? Three fifths of three fifths of man was it in that oh, in the no, Constitution? No, that's 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 those are post, you know, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution documents. Those are other amendments things yeah. that were came that was brought up to to justify the the, the, the BS that they were doing. To, the, the, this is the, the the way of rationalizing their you know their fuckery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah we can say but, that. It's too late. You did that already. That's <laughs> what I'm saying though. If if for for a country that every every bit of wealth that's been generated by this country is built on the back of free labor. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, built on free labor. Everything in this country, from fucking Berkshire Hathaway to Levi's, yeah, it's all built on slave labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you go back deep enough into there, you know, right. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I mean. The this system requires poor people. It's, you know, it's you, you know, have they have to have poor people. It's the well, greed based society that we live is the is the is the slave culture. It's a greed based capitalistic society where it's we have to there's this battle between the individualists the individual and the communal you know what i mean the capitalism versus socialism and the, like, yeah you right. know 
you know, we you 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 must reward the the go-getters, the ones who are the achievers, the ones you have to reward those for their creation and 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 contributions. And then again, at the same time, not everybody has those qualities, and those who have lesser abilities have to be taken care of at the same time. You know what I mean? So we have to balance our capitalistic um, system support because capitalism is self-destructive in its own in its own manifestation. Is is it, it, it eventually will collapse on its own weight. If, if left unchecked, that's the capitalistic system. It's a very European way of thinking by you there. <laughs> you know, but for you to, for me to be able to make three billion dollars selling widgets, I need people to make those widgets for next to nothing. Right. Well, not necessarily. Right. That we need to make make them for next to nothing. That's the problem. That's well, the problem. I think that's well for that's me to make three billion dollars. Like if I just wanted to make. If I if I was not greedy and I was like you know exactly. my family can live off of my family can live off of the greed based capitalist system. You can pay your people a really fair wage and everybody, you know, gets better. Everybody moves up the ladder. But that's not how we operate. That's not how we think here. And this is what I this is what I mean about being on the wrong side of evolution, because all of those things being true that we just said, in order for the species to move forward and people to move forward and actually solve all these problems, we need less of these fake um, systems that we've developed and we've manifested in order for us to call ourselves a civilization. And we need more of a strategic plan moving forward that doesn't um, infringe upon people's happiness. Now, on, on one hand, I can understand the concept of like not everyone not everyone deserving to have everything. And I really think that that's true. And I think that that's why? more true. No, but no, listen. seriously, but why does not, why does everybody not deserve everything? Well, like, well, how I does think- that like, and you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a full on communist. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> right. for that, but seriously, like just that thought is a very capitalist thought. Like that not everybody deserves everything in theory. And you're a God fearing man everybody being one of God's creations and everybody being made in his image. How is it that everybody is not entitled to everything? Well, I think sort of like everything, I think sort of like Winston just alluded to, you have to, you have to reward excellence. You have to reward people for being better than, or for doing more. They have to be in order to motivate someone who who comes up with the system, someone that comes up with the system that benefits 10 people has more intrinsic value than someone who does nothing except for benefit themselves. That is, that is to the group, that person has more value. Now, if you take that and you expound it to like, for example, there's that brother that came up with that water filtration system that makes water from out of the air. Okay. And they tried to crush his com- company. He's an engineer. He was an army engineer. And in places like um, Flint, Michigan, he de- he donated one of these machines to Flint, Michigan. I think maybe two of these machines to Flint, Michigan. And they tried to break him for it. Someone like that deserves something a little bit more. He deserves more reverence. He deserves more respect. He deserves more. But at the yeah. same time, it doesn't mean that the person who's not capable of doing the same thing deserves to have nothing. But there has to be a balance. There has to be a system where there's a reward. And I think that that's part of that's part of the that's a, that's an ism that hasn't been created as of yet. And that there's and it someone should really sit down and it takes a lot of big thinking 
And we all know that, that that thinking is not something that people are being, that our kids are being taught. If anything, the educational system in the United States right now is trying to crush those pathways that create that independent thought. So that way everyone is thinking the exact same way. It's not weird or or strange or freak or nerd. If you, if you don't go along with the, you know, the herd, right. You know what I mean? But back to what you were saying about rewarding excellence and taking care of those who are not capable. It's the greed based culture that we were in this, that we came up with where it's um, the accumulation of, of accumulation of stuff is the, determinant of success well the problem and and power you know what i mean the problem is that that's the problem is that that's what most there's a there's a large segment of people that that's what they identify with completely it's the only thing that they identify with they're not worried about from the time they're a kid they're told that they have x amount of dollars they don't have to worry about being better x y or z and these are the people like you can make an argument that it's the same argument that people make with I've never got a job from, I've never had a job created from someone who doesn't like have a lot of money. That's bullshit. Most of your jobs that have come from people because of necessity, these things came into because of someone who were, they may not be broke anymore, but when they made that, they had an idea the same way that Grant was just saying, you have a billion dollar, you hit, I want to make a billion dollars making, making this gadget. You know, I have to come up with an idea, something that's going to allow me to do that. That needs to be rewarded. But at the same time, we are we are in a system where it actually takes more money. You know, if you were to sit down and think about these things, it actually takes more money to subjugate people to the system of government that we live in and the system of this economic system that we live in than it would be for us to do a complete and total 180 and go in a different direction and try to develop people, the resources that we have. We try to develop computers. We're, con- we're developing all these different things, but we're not developing people. And we see that where it starts is it always starts in the black community because the black community is a creative community. It's a creative thought yeah. process community. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, creation comes out of the black community. You know what I mean? We, we, we're innovators. We we take what we what we have and we innovate and we make it greater than what the original product is. That's what we've done always. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a water shortage, and here here comes this black man comes along this black man that builds a machine that literally pulls water out of the air where there is none. I mean, it's there and in in a gaseous form. But here, so it condenses it. But so so here's the problem with that in this country is that, like I said, somebody has to be on the bottom. So to create something that just pulls the moisture out of the air and turns it into a tangible liquid is a problem for people who just made it where you could invest in water. Right. It's a threat to the people who are propping off the water industry. Right. So 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 if you're if you're if you're a a, like it's all it's all built off of poor people. Everything in this country is built off of poor people. If you if you in this country, you were raised and taught to be greedy. Yeah. It's a rare occasion that somebody is not. Absolutely. Let's just based culture. 
You're right. Absolutely it's right, a greed-based culture from from absolutely the time. Right. Absolutely right, brother Grant. My daughter, my daughter's Layla is five years old. At five years old, she thinks that she should have something new on every day. She thinks that she should have. Somebody, she should be able to go. That idea, though. She right. She should be able to go to McDonald's when she sees the commercial on t- on if she's watching television. When she sees the commercial, she come to me and say, "Daddy, for Christmas, I want that." Christmas just passed, mm-hmm. and she'll come to me today and say, "Daddy, I want this for Christmas." Consumerism. It's ingrained. Right. It's part. It's part yeah, of the culture. It's, 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 you understand? So, and, get that. Too many times when you hear when you hear and I'm just going I'm just going to use black folks as that's generally who I who I talk to and who I who I know the best. Generally, when you talk to black folks and they say, I want my children to have the things that I didn't have when I was little. Common conversation. But what what is it that you didn't have? You understand? They didn't even make Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Mm, When I when I was little. They didn't even make Jordans. So you don't want your kid to have what you didn't have. What you didn't have was probably Lincoln Logs or, you know, Lego. That's what you didn't have. So, But you want your kid to be able to keep up with the Joneses. That's what you want. Whether or not you have the financial means to keep up with the Joneses. That's what you want. And these things are completely right. these things are completely unnecessary for survival. Right, and they're the, unnecessary, but in in the eye of, in the eye of value, mentally, money is no object. Mentally, they are right. I mean, they're, 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 you have to think of the, the social construct and what they're. There you, you know, go. You know what I mean? You, you, there you go. We, what we place value on in society and where where the messages are. Are uh, that the, these kids are receiving of where value lies? You know what I mean. Value lies right. in things. You know what I mean. That's what the they're mess- taught. You know what I mean. They're taught that things have value. That this, the acquisition of things is is how you get to be in a position of um, prominence and um, status. You know, through the acquisition of things that you you know get in life. And I mean, that's doc- indoctrination. And, and, and anybody, anybody, anybody who watches television for any, you know, significant amount of time is going to get those messages implanted in them either consciously or subconsciously through the subliminal messages that they're getting in the uh, subcontext of some of the content that they're seeing in their programming and in the tele- the commercial. I think I'm just, you know I, mean? I, I think I must just so, be weird because I just think I must be strange because a lot of these things, I, I've seen some great, I've seen some, like, I've been in some, like, nice homes with some very rich and influential people, and I've seen all these different cars, and, like, you know, that stuff, it just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't make, it doesn't seem like, for me, I'm not going to sit here and say that I would not want a Bugatti, for example, but is it something that I, like, keep myself up trying to get? Worried about yeah. worried about nah. Could I ever see myself like even really purchasing one? Probably nah, not. I wouldn't go that far. It all depends on what my resources were. Like for me, like I, you know, I know dudes who who have three of them, but you know, they currently have the resources to do that. Now I fear for some of them because at some point their check is going to stop. Their, mm-hmm. their 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 earnings is going to stop because they're in a business where, you know. 
you're done by, you know, if you get to, if you get to do it after like 35, 36, you're old in that business really. Yeah. Old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to stop getting the check at an early piece in life. And then you got, you know, that Lamborghini, whatever you got that, you got that, you got that Bugatti, you got to pay insurance on all of that. And you have no income right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would engage in some of that stuff, but I would have to like, my income would have to be set up in such a way that, that never interfered. Yeah. There was sustainability and like, clearly that was excess. Like I had already, yeah. had already covered all the other stuff sustainability I, I th- covered first and, and paid then, myself. Yes. I, I think I'm weird because I don't aspire yeah, to it. I, 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 bought, I bought myself a Porsche Panamera GTS last summer. You know what I mean? For the for the uneducated such as myself, a Bugatti is a car. Yeah, I just yeah. had to I just had to look that up because I I've heard the name Bugatti, mm-hmm. but like I thought a Bugatti was a watch actually. Okay, okay. I guess it's a vehicle. It is a vehicle. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, right. so, so you so, bought the you bought the Porsche. Yeah, I mean I, I survived COVID, working on the front lines, and I passed the two years prior to that, I was driving my son's hoopties. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I had to, you know. You got uh, some. I'm the hope these because I gave up my BMW and they were away at school and their cars were sitting in the driveway. I'm like, I need to buy another car while I had two cars sitting in the driveway. Uh So then they came back, school shut down. They came back home, wanted their cars, and I needed a car. And I just went through, you know, the spring from hell. Working when this this thing hit, well, you know, and all the all the fear and anxiety and death and dying and despair that I had witnessed, and you know, and you know, it was was certainly afraid that I was going to get it, and even worse, bring it home and give it to my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a, a big big concern. Still is, I guess, a little less now, I suppose, since I've gone this far and this close for so long. And, and and we've been fine, so I'm well, less but well, it's interesting well, that you like if that was I mean you sort of I'm assuming that you you said all that to say you rewarded yourself absolutely with the purchase right. of a Porsche Panorama, but yeah. that is also that that's also indicative of the mindset. Like, hey, you rewarded yourself with a Porsche Panorama. You could have rewarded yourself in a lot of different ways. You could have rewarded yourself with you know. 10,000 shares of a company. You could have rewarded yourself with an IRA. You rewarded yourself with the I status. Got that. I got that. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you were sort of, you gave yourself a hug and that when you pull into the parking lot, yeah. you know, you're giving the middle finger to some folks. Yep, right. yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not. Listen, there's nothing. I'm not saying that. And this is what I mean when I said in the beginning, like this isn't about hating on people, yeah, no, people. No, and, not and, and I'm, I'm hating, but I'm just pointing out that there, there's this psychology that goes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That you know that we're all bought into on some we're, level. Oh yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah. Like, right. like you, know you could, I mean, I mean, you know, I always, I always wanted a. Porsche. You know yeah, I, mean? I think it's. I told my wife if, if you wanted to reward your husband for doing something great and you ever came to a lot of money, a, a, a dark purple 911 turbo convertible. Hey, when we were growing up, we're all in the same age bracket. We were growing up, Porsche, there is no substitute. That's, That's right. right. That's like, right. We all knew that. Yeah, That's so, right. you know, that was it. So I'm like, okay, now, man. I'm like, I got to get another car. You know what I mean? I, I gave up my car. My, I had a 745. And I gave that up. 
Right. And I didn't want to buy yeah. another one right away because I didn't even know what I wanted. Man. So See, but the difference is, I, like, you. this is something that you could afford to do. It's not something that you aspire to, like, every day. Because I'm sure if you wanted to buy that car before that time, you could have bought it before that time. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. But he had a 745. Right. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you, but, yeah, but, I mean, listen, like, you, you could drive a nice car. You know, you could drive a nice yeah, car. You yeah, can have, I, I, yeah. but you know, this is, this is yeah, not about like, you're supposed you know, to, I, you're supposed to aspire I, 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 to I, I, these I things. Sacrifice. I gave two years of being humble. Right. I was very humble, very humble. I was very, very, very humble. Right. No, you, you earned this. Forrester and a stiffy. Somebody that's, somebody that's sitting at home and not, not trying to make any money, not making any moves, not building towards anything. That motherfucker don't deserve no Porsche. I'm not going to sit around and say that that dude deserves to get a Porsche and go back to like, you know, like, I don't, uh, the answer is no, he doesn't deserve it. Cause you're just sitting there doing nothing, yeah. you know, but you I mean, grinded for it, but here's yeah. the thing. How do we get to a place? And you know, in this country, this shit, you know, we have to, we'd have to set fire to the whole MF or <laughs> but how do you get, how do you get to a place where your thinking is more aligned with, we we all agree. Like he deserves the Porsche. Like he worked hard. He deserves the Porsche. How do we get to the point where we say, you know what? Really, it's just transportation. Right. There isn't a road where he lives in that he can drive that car to its full capacity. Absolutely, absolutely without a doubt. And that's what <laughs> I recognized after getting that car and having the full while. And I was like, yo, there's no way I'm going to drive this car anywhere near its potential for performance. There's no way. I drove it to North Carolina. I got up to 140 miles an hour and a car was saying, and. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was still <laughs> sleeping. It was me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? right. you know? but, but yeah, like, so how do we get to the point where we look at some of these things and say, you know what? It's just transportation. It's just the way to get from A to B. Yeah. And really, you know, take make these things not a reflection of who we are and what we've achieved. Well, and make I, them know, just I think another you know, thing. I think it really you begins. Know, you see that though that goes to what um, Greg was, um, Grant was saying. You know what I mean? There are cars that are manufactured at different levels of quality for production and and outcome and output. You know what I mean? And there's a different, and you know, I love the Prius. You know exactly. You know, so it's, do it's, I. It's, yes, it's like right. the, yeah. purposefully, purposefully purchased vehicles will reflect the, the 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 purchaser's ultimate desire or whatever they're seeking. You know what I mean? Like you know, there's there's a millionaire, a billionaire who owns a Prius. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of them. You know, actually, yeah, the first time, that's how, that's the first time, that, the first time I drove, so, you know, exactly. the first time I drove a Prius was a Prius that was owned by a millionaire. He was like, "Take my car." You know, exactly. you're running late. You know take the I mean? car. Like, yeah. So it's not about it's not about necessarily proving anything from a monetary point of view for me. You know what I mean? It was it was I had to get another car. You know what I mean? It was time for me to get another car. I could have gotten a could have got a, a got a car of lesser value or lesser cost. You know what I mean? But um, I'd already done that. You know what I mean? I, I drove my son's two hoopties for two years. You, know you see, I, 
see, like right now, right now, as you go through this, it's like I really wish that we did this in video so they could see you chilling in your robe right now, talking about your Porsche. <laughs> so, oh yeah, my man's got on. Like this is this is my Terry Cotton that he's got going on right now. He's got like lapels, like 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 the rest of us would steal this robe from a very high end hotel. Yeah, the pipe, the piping is popping. I mean, the yeah. Piping, oh yeah, <laughs> sitting in my room with my smoke jacket on. <laughs> exactly. You cover up the logo. Like, no. like even, even like if, if Paul Smith would have come on this video, and those who live in New York know, you know, Paul Smith clothing store. Even Paul Smith would be like, "God damn, that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been working a long time, and I've been, you know, listen, stacking chips, making moves, doing things. I mean, I mean, the car is a nice car. It didn't create any hardship any more than another car. Uh, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It it, it fits into the budget, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, go ahead. Let me let me just say so. um, Just to kind of circle back to Judas and Messiah, there were. Judas and the Messiah, there was a scene um, when they had given Brother Hampton this this money mm-hmm. to flee the scene, right? right? To, to leave the country, they had given him this money. And he said, with this money, with this money, you could feed, well, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what the verdict was, but basically he was saying, there's much bigger, we got much bigger fish to fry Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh we lost right, script, in, the, right, right in, the in the middle, middle. of this. Yo, uh, see, now I wonder about, what type about, of fish. He was about to give a message to social justice, and the man shut him down. Shut him yeah, down. Uh oh. He the wire or something. Oh man, we gotta we gotta wonder about that one. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe this live recording, man, it's not working. That was that would be too much. I wanted to know. I wanted to know myself, the big fish. Like, well, like I'm, that, I'm like gonna the, like the the mystery of what happened to Grant is going to be sitting there right next to the plane that hit the Pentagon. Like, where, where are all those pieces? <laughs> what happened to Grant? That's what that little that little congresswoman said. Where's the? That's the only crazy thing that she said that made sense. The rest of the she stuff was like, she was like, well, she was like, where are the plane pieces? I was like, yeah, where are all the plane pieces? But anyway. <laughs> or the video, or like, the video. you know, there are cameras all over that building, over the, all over. The parking lot, like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. managed not to catch, managed not to catch a plane coming nothing. in. We got nothing. We well, got I got a girlfriend, one of my girls that I work for, uh, that I went to school with in high school, who worked. And she said she was in the Pentagon. She said that she saw a plane, a plane of some kind. Okay, I don't know okay. what to say about that. It could have been the one that shot it down. That shot it down. That, or maybe she's just telling you because she knows that incredible person. She works. She's in the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if they if they they did the um with the neuralizer on her ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my theory, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get back to like you know what we were talking about. I'm sure Grant will be back in a minute. Whatever happened to him? But um. Like with this whole conversation about the Porsche and like congratulations and like about having nice things, we've all gone out and we bought ourselves nice things. We treat ourselves good for for like doing things. You know, when I close a big deal, I'm happy. Like everybody gets, everybody gets. That's just the way it is. 
But mm-hmm. um, thinking about it in terms of like, are we on the wrong side of evolution? You know, what I think is that, and even going back to like the 60s, the 70s, I always like to keep things in context because we can talk about how poor people only like look at things this way. But if you go back to the 60s and 70s, you go back to these guys that are coal miners in West Virginia or steel workers in Pennsylvania and everything. Their thought process was on the next generation getting that job and working as a steel miner. And they didn't think that they were under anyone. They didn't think that they were above anyone. They didn't think they were. Well, I guess they probably did, but they had their own community. Their identity was their jobs. Now, flash forward. We don't have whole communities that they identify is that they right that they identify with the mill up on the hill, you know. So now it's been changed to everything is identifying with materialism. We just took these people and we just dropped them. We dropped them. We got rid of their source of finance. And now all of the sudden, even though we got rid of their finance, we can't get rid of the people right away. So we do things like we give them meth and, you know, we give them welfare and we give them an enemy to fight, which is like different races and different people and welcome everything. So both. Yeah. Welcome back, Grant. <laughs> so, Grant, if you could if you could, we, we were just wondering, I'm glad that you're back. You know what I'm saying? The FBI so, guys are, are the FBI guys off screen stopping you from saying yeah, what you were about to say, bro. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so if you if you don't give Layla's us if you don't give us is around my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Layla's uh her scooter racetrack is around my kitchen table. Right. And apparently me plugging my laptop in was interfering with her racing around the track. So she unplugged it. Oh unbeknownst to me. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Hey. She knows what she wants. She knows what she wants. Yeah, she has her priorities, sir. So, yeah. did you? Did you? Can you remember that thought from Judas and the Black Messiah, or are you just like? Yeah, I was. I was just. Uh, said this money could. Right. I was when, when he said when he. I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he said we can use this money to help many more people. Yeah, he gave it to the brother then, to start the health clinic. Right. Then, then for me to lead, for me to flee the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, that's like at some point someone has to have that mentality. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Somebody has to have that mentality. Somebody has to have the The, communal. Here's the thing: it's not not somebody. It's better than fifty percent. Like everybody Mm. has to start thinking, not me, we, or a larger percentage of the population has to start thinking, not me, we. Because so, that's how you start to fix stuff. But if it's one guy who's like concerned about trying to help everybody, he's on his own because everybody's doing their own thing and he's exactly. out begging for money. So it's it's funny, like the the one of the better examples of uh community of unity inside of a community is probably one of the worst case scenarios I can think of, but it's the brothers in Newark that protected the secret mm-hmm. of the cast that killed brother Malcolm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I mean, or whatever however it went down, however it was, they yeah. never let it leave that community. Mm-hmm. That was a collective effort. Everybody was on the same page. So how is that the best example of unity that we can that I can cite? I mean, maybe there's something, maybe there's something else. I mean, look, we have we have historical precedences uh, uh, historical anecdotal incidences of of um communities of color being successful 
by working together. I mean, before the desegregation movement, you know, Harlem was thriving with black community, black businesses, black bars. It was forced. Black, huh? It was the forced. The, the desegregation kind of was kind of forced on us. But um, before that, there were thriving black communities everywhere. You know, we had the Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, um, uh, Black Wall Street. Then we had um, communities similar to that all over the country. You know so, what I mean? So I think I think the the thing is so ever since desegregation happened, we have followed the narrative that the white man's ice is colder. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. for the life yeah. of me, I can't understand. And maybe because my mentality, maybe because I have a, a born in 1970 mentality rather than a born in 1920 mentality. Mm -hmm. But I can't see myself sitting at a lunch counter getting my head whooped mm -hmm. because I, I want to give somebody else my money. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, and, and again, maybe my, maybe my mental is different because I wasn't born at that time. You know what it was though? It was, I think it was a demonstration of I'm as good as, you know what I mean? It wasn't that I want I, 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 I want yours because I think yours is better. It's just that, okay, this is the fine establishment around here because we don't have something like this in the black community right now. So oh. you know what? You know what? I'm as good as you. I'm sitting here too. And I, so I now, think there was so also an element of, hey, we've been here. As long as this thing has been here, as long as this country has been here, we have been here. Again. And so why is it that there's anything that is that, that we're, right why here. are there places that we cannot enter? Yeah, yeah, we're as American as anybody else. All these uh -huh. people come behind us, you know. That's not that just shit is better. It's just that yo, I'm I I I I deserve it as much as anybody. I well, we still we still we understand that today there are still places that we cannot go. We we do understand that, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what what why are why are they meaning? In this case, white people. Why? Are, why is there such an impetus from us to try to be like them when everything that they are came from us? Indoctrination. Yeah. Right? When they, when they, when they, um, what was the word I was looking for? Usurped. When they uh, subscripted the uh, the culture. When they co-opted. They, they started to change the narrative. You know, um, I. Look, you know the original paintings, paintings of the of Jesus, uh, Mary, and um, Jesus were black. The original right. paintings, you know, the the narrative began to change when they um recognized that um you know where where people put their their religious beliefs in uh, the images the images of those who they empower with their God beliefs. Are the empowered ones? They were like, okay, we can't give the power to the black folks. So that's well, you can't them. you can't enslave people who look like Jesus. Exactly, you can't you know? look like they look like they're God. You know what but, I mean? Uh, but also, you know, something and you know, Winston, you were you know, you got you you grew up, you know, literally across Islip Avenue. Yeah. You know, the town that you grew up in was across Islip Avenue from the town that we grew up in. You know, yeah. how many people did we have? How many teachers did we have at Brentwood High School? Who could drop nuggets like that on us? Who could say, "Hey, you know what? Here's a, here's a different way of looking at things." You know, right. how many teachers yeah. were there that were sort of looking out for you and saying, 
you know what? I know that this is this is everything we're being taught, but there might be we, we because of our unique circumstances in this country might want to look at this a different way. How many yeah. teachers were there to to maybe drop that on us, Mrs. Spencer, had, Mrs. Donald, right, Eli Acosta, Mr. Howard, Mr. Howard. Two black, that's it. Black, black teachers right. with um, um, Mr. Hudson and um, and I uh, forgot was the coach, the track coach. Forgot his name. You know, I went to I went to Cordello Elementary School in CI. Mm-hmm. Um, you what know, was the track coach. Remember track coach in CI? No, nah, I left after dude. I left CI after sixth grade, so I didn't get that okay, that far okay, along. But, but we um, had one black teacher at Cordello. Yeah, like everybody, every brother in the school wanted to have him, and he committed suicide. Like I was supposed to be in his class third grade, he committed suicide. Like he was wow. supposedly the the story, the narrative was it. He was all bent out of shape out of what Freddie Prince did to himself and, and mm, yeah. you know, sort of took mm. himself down behind that. But there was one. Yeah. You know, we all I wanted mean, to have because you know, he was cool on the I other side of the Mr. pillow. Hudson, I remember Mr. Hudson, me and him used to battle. We had, I had him for chemistry. We spent half the class, me and him, going at it back and mm. forth because he would say some shit. And, uh, and like, look, man. I don't see it that way. Or, or you know, he would put a, pro, a problem up on the board, you know, and I would look at it and I would solve it, you know, without without on paper, without, you mm-hmm. know, chemistry, you know, chemistry formulas. You know how you have to balance the chemistry yeah. equation yeah. with the chemical. And, 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 you know. What I did raps like, for. How'd you get to that? I was like, I don't know how I got to it, but I got to it, right? And he's like, well, you're supposed to go through these processes and that process. I said, Really, but I did. I did. Did I really have to go through those processes because I got the answer already? You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you can tell me. So we would. He would. We would just be back and forth, back and forth. So he wasn't really a source of um, of that kind of enlightenment. Enlightenment for me. You know what I mean? He was. It was entertaining. It was. It was a good challenge for me. For me to be engaging with an adult in that way. You know what I mean? In a, in, a, in somewhat of a debate in where I felt like I was winning a lot of times, you know what I mean? So it was good for my ego at that time, but I didn't have someone who was dropping nuggets that would say, oh, yo, the system ain't for you. The system ain't working. You know what I mean? You recognize your place. And you, you know, you know what I had? You know what I had? What? Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I swear to yeah. God. Yeah. I swear to God, them lyrics. The lyrics, the lyrics, the lyrics. I had Bob Marley from a very young age, and See, those lyrics gave me a sense of where I, I stood in the universe as a young black person. I See, swear to God, I mean, if, if you if you if you ever ever really taken the time to listen to the lyrics of Bob Marley, very spiritual, very socially conscious, yes, very sir. aware of self yes, empowerment. Sir. So, you know, understanding, you know, rights and wrongs and, you know, it, it, I'm telling you, the, the things that, that my my greater understanding of my place in the universe and a social political perspective came from ideologies espoused by Bob Marley, for real. Well, I know, like, personally for me, um, I never really looked to, towards teachers for guidance and things. I think I just kind of, and it's really weird because I'm not very close with my extended family, but they had a very profound effect on me because like I said before, my father was a, he was an owner operator of his own truck. You know, um, my grandfather, he came from, you know, farming, sharecropping, whatever they did down there in North Carolina. And they had a ton of kids as a, 
my father had a ton of black brothers and sisters, but when I would go on vacation, I would go on vacation. I see my cousins in Maryland and we go to my uncle and my uncle was the manager of a giant store there. His wife was the uh, manager of the deli of the, at the giant store, but they also owned a neighborhood store, another supermarket that was like a smaller supermarket that they owned themselves. So they were running a bigger supermarket. They had a smaller supermarket. One of my aunts was a provost at the University of North Carolina. You know, I had all of these people that had come from these humble beginnings, and they were all these different things. So as a kid, I never considered to my, I never thought to myself that I was lesser than anyone else or that these things weren't achievable to me. So the reason why these things were hidden to hidden from me were a little bit different than the average person because I just, I like really believed I can remember in second grade or third grade, um, a teacher saying something to me about the, about the, um, about the Pledge of Allegiance. And I was like, but I can be anything I want to be. Can I? I can do anything I want in this country. Racism wasn't a thought. It, it just really wasn't because I was too young for that to really like register. What I knew about racism was that some people might call you a name. And my mother said, if they call you a name, punch them in the face. So that's what I did. Punched him in the face. And that was mm-hmm. the end of the racism. You know, See, what you I knew about racism is that it was there and that you can overcome it, but you were going to have to, you couldn't finish in a tie. Like if you were up for a gig and right. you and the, and the, and the guy next to you was white and you guys were the same, he got it. That's you right. Had to be, you exactly. had to be demonstrably better than him. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, what, I saw, that you had to mm-hmm. what I saw from, yeah. yeah, what I saw from my family was hard work and perseverance got these things done. Yeah. You know, and this is how this is how you do things. So it's like this is kind of what shaped me to the point where I feel like, you know, but at the same time, I I can empathize with people who don't who don't grow up with those examples and don't have that type of don't get that type of um, scenario in order to feed off of and in order to build with and everything. And at the same time, I also understand that most people that come up, they don't come up. Hell, Einstein was a janitor. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You've got to, at a certain point, like, when does the species realize that they're wasting all this talent? You're wasting, you're throwing away all this talent just for you to, like, have a fucking bag? A Fendi yo, bag? Exactly. Yo, yo, yo. I mean, it's terrible. It's, 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 it's the indoctrination, man. It's the indoctrination. But how do we man. fix it? But how do we fix it? Like, we, like we can talk about... They don't have power. We people can talk about the, the victims. People are told that someone else has more power than them. You know what I mean? That's true. People but we can talk, you know, outside is not within. You know what I mean? People are told that when the truth is that the individual has the power. Yeah. So, OK, so like so let's see. So how do we go about fixing that shit? Like, seriously, like we can talk about it. We can all, all four of us can identify right the problems. You're doing it right now. The fact that you have a, a podcast. You know, I talk my talk to a lot of folks, but whoever I can get to listen to the, the lesser known truths that I am exposed to, mm. I'm going to tell it to, right? So my brother sees me doing this all the time, my younger brother, my the person I spend most of my time with, right? And he's like, damn, man, why you do that? You're wasting your time, blah, 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 blah. You know, most people are not even ready to hear that. Most people don't want to hear it, blah, blah. I said, I say, because, and this is the only way out of it, is to teach people. So he said, this one-on-one thing is not going to work. This is not the way to do it. You're not going to make, you're not going to be effective trying yeah. to talk to an audience of one all the time. We need to reach and more that's people. That's not how you get there. So you, with your podcast now, 
reaching a broader audience with this commentary and these topics and these discussions is the way. This is the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's for the lack of knowledge where the people shall perish, right? Is that what the biblical yes. quote or something yeah. like that? Yes, that's yeah. the biblical and, and, yeah. and, 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 and that can't be any more true. You know what I mean? Is the, the lack of knowledge is why all of these things go on. That's the lack of knowledge is why conspiracies can be successful. That's why that is the lack of knowledge why these agendas can go on unabated. Yeah, because, because the, the majority of people just don't know. We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. We have problems that start with that start with money, that start with race, start with COVID. We've got a we've got a ton of different problems. And but I don't see anything that can't be really fixed without a change in the collection of the collective consciousness. Yep. Right. You know, and that's what I want. I want to change the collective consciousness. I'm tired of you dumb motherfuckers. Like seriously, it's like <laughs> no, it's like you know, people take it the people take it the they take it the wrong way. It's like, you know, it's sometimes when I'm sometimes like for example, when I'm online and I'm reading like some of the comments from these people, I'm like, "Damn, you know, you used to you used to be like kind of smart. You used to have like some thought process behind you. You knew that you could look at things from a, from a, at a at a smaller, on a smaller, more minuscule scale than just this broad, dumbass point of view that you want to put out to everybody. You know, you know, stop asking these fucking dumbass questions that you already yeah. know the answers to. You know, why are you so concerned with what's going on with the black person's feelings, but you're not concerned with changing anything to help to change that question so you don't have to be concerned with the black person's feelings? All you have to do is be a fucking decent human. Yep. You know, just be a decent human. Motherfuckers can't Don't do think. that. It just, it just, it's, it just baffles me and confuses me because the more I look at it, like we can, we can collectively as a group, as black people, we can make changes and we can make things happen. But we still have a greater number of people that we've got to deal with at the same time. Any group can say that. Any group can come out and say, you know what? We can collectively change the way that we're going to go about doing things. And they can actually change it. This is the greatest country in the world. Well, look at the fucking trains in the LIRR and look at the trains that are running in fucking Paris, France today. And you're going to tell me that this is the greatest fucking thing that you have in this world. You can just update just by fucking upgrading the country to bring us up to where everybody else is. That creates finance and money and, you know, building and contracts and things like that. Just like the little simple shit. But you're too busy worried about who's going to stand next to you or who's going to be sitting next to you at the fucking restaurant. If a person is sitting next to you in a restaurant, it's because they probably they deserve it. They earned it. They can afford to pay that five hundred dollar check when it comes down the line. You know what I'm saying? So don't be tight at that. Don't be tight at these people for being like better or like actually like achieving something, you know? That's but that's what you've been if that's what you've been taught your whole life, like that's what this country has done. That's what they have taught. And my and my answer to these people is that you are the fucking they are the fucking problem. That's the whole thing. They are the fucking problem. Don't if you're looking if I come and I walk into a room and you say up there goes the problem right there. You're the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, well, check it out. We have on what you chewing on, brother? Hershey Symphony. Hershey something, you know, with that robot, I, I, I fully, I fully expect 
some woman with like an expensive boutique uh, toy poodle or something to come in with a gold plate and hand you a blunt at some point. They're going to be berries in that glass. Too. Listen, listen, Winston, if we see chest hairs, the show's over. <laughs> Keep that room closed. The show is over. <laughs> go no, on, go I had on. That. I want to take care of my people's buddies. <laughs> I like to do a say so. <laughs> yeah, um, you gotta love no, this. For real, man. We have um this culture where we have um people who have opportunities to have things, and some people have no opportunities. Right? What John was saying is. What was John saying? We need to get more people more opportunities. And if yes. they if they if they fail, then they fail. But if they yes. succeed, then you got something. Yeah, I mean I mean that 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 reward structure is what keeps societies moving forward, you know what I mean? That's a that's a good part of a capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. Competition and the reward for succeeding and excelling and and performing at a high level. And there's always going to be a part of part of our culture that doesn't have that. Those that are afraid of falling, you and know, we but, need to call well, we need well, to but, call them we need to call them out. But many of those who are afraid of falling are at the highest levels, and our government bails them out. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that, 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 that's that, that happens as well. Like that's we keep talking I, about a capitalist society, but yet the government keeps bailing these com- these companies exactly. out. Exactly, that's what John was saying. Yeah, so, so, so uh, socialism exists, but it's socialism for the rich in that's this, right. this society. That's right. You so know, how can we? Po- we can't possibly be the best. We can't possibly know, be the best by propping up the worst. Exactly. Well, what, by, what, Exxon, by what Exxon metric Mobile. is America the number one country in the world? Exxon Mobil. They they were boasting record profits year after year after year while taking subsidies from the government at the same time. So we're subsidizing their success, their profits, their their, their record profits every year, making more than profits than the year prior for sequential years at the expense of our freaking money. We've taken a, we've taken a capitalistic incentive out of their business completely exactly. and totally. And look at look at Walmart. Walmart now. They're allowed to, you know, they're, they're, they're the six members of that family. Mm-hmm. Their net worth is greater than the bottom forty percent of the of this country. Six people is worth more than the bottom forty percent of this whole fucking country. Now that's a problem when they're paying wages that makes their employees dependent upon government subsidies to live. Yep. When they're 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 making profits like that, but their their employees they're still need to like be because on. of the government safety net for these other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Like so, in a true capitalist system, they would have to give their people a living wage exactly. to keep them working there. And then exactly. we don't have a need so for this fucking minimum this. wage conversation. If they're paying what they're supposed to pay, we don't have the need for this conversation. Exactly. So, yes, we need the fucking. So, yeah, I do want to have this. We're getting close to the time. So it's the like at our expense. Yeah. They shouldn't be that freaking wealthy while their employees are that freaking poor. Can we have but an actual? They do now carry <laughs> almond butter. They do now carry Barney's Barney butter, which is uh, <laughs> almond but almonds that they've taken the skins off of. They blanched mm. them and got the skins off mm. them. Oh, okay. it's really good. Yeah. 
That's um, so you know, I'm I'm mad at Walmart, but I'm not real, real mad not, at Walmart because you know what? This is just I, what I should be paying for. This. I, I used to hate Walmart, but there's a lot based on the on some of the travel that I do in college basketball. Like sometimes that's the only place for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My diet, that's, look, like, that's a problem, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a problem. That, that's the only thing that's available. The, the, the nutritional the, desert. The, the, the mega conglomerate that's making money and, and profiting off of our subsidies of their employees, you know, and that's all that's around. They're killing small business competition. It's called, they're, they're, you know what I mean? That's a problem. Yep. That's consol- consolidation of um of wealth and power that is not good for the society at large. It, it's, it's only good for the elites in the society. And but on that my, note, my yeah, Walmart but- did actually put the... Uh, the pampers and the condoms in the same aisle. Mm. So I mean, if you <laughs> message, it's, you know, just right. in case you know, <laughs> this but, is a lot cheaper than that is right there. I, I I would say to Winston that that's exactly the point. You know, um, they don't they don't care about the people in it, the one percent that controls everything in this country. Don't give a fuck about the masses. No, they do. They do give a fuck. They want, no, the they only thing they care about down. is you coming to work tomorrow. Stay down. That's what right. they want. <laughs> Come to work tomorrow and stay in your place. Exactly. That's, That's it. it. That's it. And on that note, give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> you know, on that note, we probably should have just, you know, we, 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 had, we tackled some heavy items here today. You know, we probably should have had a little bit more fun since, this, you know, this, we're going to post this on Mary's birthday. We probably should have giggled a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? We gave Mary enough laughs. We gave Mary enough laughs. I'm sure she's smiling down. She's happy to oh, see yeah. y'all. She laughs at us all the time. Yeah, I'm she sure she said that way ain't changed nothing. <laughs> nothing. 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 Nothing, but yeah. You know, listen, like I, you know, you, you, we haven't because I was getting ready to go on a rant, and you just like stopped me dead and just like had me cracking up in two seconds because <laughs> I was like really about to dig into it and just like you know it was about to be some mfers and all types of stuff, and I just stopped it. And thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for I'm always on you, but sometimes you serve a purpose. Sometimes you serve a purpose. So, Born in Trouble, first episode of the new year, Mary's birthday. And um, I'd like to thank you fellas for, like, joining in and coming back. We're going to mix it up again next time when we're back here on Friday for our normal posting. And uh, thanks a lot. Everybody, y'all say peace. 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 Peace.